0: Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, this is me. M E, M E, this is me. Putting on my lotion on my face. Putting on my lotion on my face. I feel like my bed's touching the baseboard, and I really don't need to check that because that shit drives me nuts. If it is, I gotta move it. It's a, it's a crazy ass Monday night up in this bitch. Moving my headboard and shit putting on lotion on my face. Yeah, I got nothing to rhyme with that. Well, there's a couple things, but super lame and I'm not gonna stoop to that level just to make a rap, yo. All right, let's see, and it's not, so I don't know what I'm hearing, but I'm gonna have to just ignore it. Moving right along, moving right along. up fam in honor of the trip that I will be taking next week I'm going to be talking to you guys about Brazil more specifically Rio de Janeiro my husband and I are going to Brazil next week um, the 9th and through the 17th so that's two weeks being away and I'm gonna find a way to do something so that you're not left with nothing for two weeks because I, when I get into a podcast and they mention they're taking a week off, I (laughs) lose it. I don't like it, especially, mostly when I'm caught up. I'm like, no, you can't. But, um, I get it. Like, I understand, especially now having my own podcast, it's crazy that I don't take more time off or that they don't, you know? So anyways, that aside, I thought it'd be really cool. Like instead of a Wikipedia type thing or stuff that we all know, or that's really common. And some of this might be common, but you know what I mean? Just something a little bit different about Rio de Janeiro that you might not already know. So here are 15 facts. I cannot talk today. It's like my first time using words. Words. What are the words? Who the fuck knows? What are words? What are words? Okay i probably going to edit that out, but if I forget, whatever, I've embarrassed myself in worse ways. So, number one, Rio de Janeiro means January River, but the river is actually a bay. Rio de Janeiro or January River is a very poetic name for a city with more than 200 rivers running through it, but which river does it refer to? Well, the answer is none of them. It was in January 1502 that Portuguese explorer Gaspar de Lemos first arrived in Rio. Legend has it that Lemos was sailing through Guanabara Bay when he came up with the name for the city, mistaking the bay as the mouth of a big river. Today, some historians dispute the theory, arguing that the Portuguese were too skilled sailors to commit such a mistake, and that the word for river in the 16th century was also used to identify bays. Regardless, the name for Rio de Janeiro stuck. Number 2 most of Rio's samba schools are located in favelas. There are more than 1,000 slums or favelas in Rio, and almost one-fourth of Cariocas, locals, live in them. So Cariocas, which I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, I should have asked Rodrigo before I did this, but to wait, um, that is another word for locals, keep in mind. Rio's modest residents have been living in favelas since the end of the 19th century, being the most affordable housing option. It was there, in the favelas, that former African slaves and their descendants first created the music style we now know as samba. Nowadays, most of the city's renowned samba schools that compete in the world-famous parade every carnival are located in favelas or close by. Manguera, Salguera, and Unidos da Tejuca are some of them. Again, I'm sorry, but I'm not sure I said those correctly, but I feel like I did it close enough to where you get the right idea. Number three, the Statue of Christ the Redeemer was elected one of the world's new seven wonders. Rio doesn't lack natural beauty for postcards, but its most acclaimed feature is not only man-made, but was also elected one of the new seven wonders of the world in 2007, alongside masterpieces like the Roman Colosseum and the Taj Mahal. The statue of Christ the Redeemer, in fact, defies nature. Its 92 feet wide arms had to be built over the precipices of Corcovado Mountain without room for scaffolding. Inaugurated in 1931 as a tribute to Rio's 100th anniversary, the Christ is a 98 feet tall, not including the 26-foot pedestal, and the largest Art Deco statue in the world. The statue was financed by Brazilians, designed by a Frenchman, and built from Swedish stones. The result is truly divine. Despite the fact it is struck by lightning a couple times a year, it lives on strong, watching over the citizens of the marvelous city. Okay, I have like goosebumps. As I'm reading this, I'm like, wait, what? It makes sense, but I never even thought about it being struck by lightning. Wow, that's crazy. Number four, Rio de Janeiro has the world's bluest sky. Clear skies, warm sand, a cold drink, isn't that what everyone wants for their holiday? Well, in Rio, you will not only find that, but also the bluest sky in the whole wide world. The statement seems audacious, but it's actually based on a survey done in 2006 by a TV researcher who traveled around the globe in search of the world's bluest sky. 27-year-old Anya Honbaum visited 20 different destinations, including New Zealand and South Africa, on a 72-day trip as part of a competition she had won. In order to get accurate results, she used a special portable spectrometer developed by scientists at the British National Physical Laboratory. It's scientifically approved. Number 5. Rio's Carnival Party is the biggest carnival in the world. According to the Guinness Book of Records, in 2004, the city's most illustrious party attracted a record 400,000 foreign visitors, becoming the biggest carnival party in the world. Apart from the outside visitors, every year around 5 million people take over the streets of Rio to participate in hundreds of street parties called blocos held by the samba groups. Not to mention the thousands that purchase expensive tickets to watch the acclaimed competitive paraders starring Rio's best samba schools. A party not to be missed. <music> Number 6. There are more than 100 islands in Guanabara Bay. What do the Sugarloaf, the Statue of Christ the Redeemer, and Copacabana Beach postcards have in common? The Guanabara Bay is in the backdrop of all of them. No wonder it's enormous and goes through no less than 15 different cities. The bay is the second biggest in the country with its 256 square mile surface, 53 beaches, and more than 100 islands you will probably visit at least one of them the biggest one in fact ilha do governador wait hold on ilha do governador governor governador i feel like i'm making this more difficult than i need to i'm sorry also known as governor's island is where the international airport of rio is located number 7 rio is home to the eighth biggest library in the world that is amazing i am I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to that, but I would love to see that. Anyway, moving right along. It was November 1807, and the royal family of Portugal had to make a tough decision. To run to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, to escape Napoleon and his troops. The departure was well organized. About 15,000 people among family members and servants traveled to Brazil in 14 ships. With them came one of Portugal's most important riches, the royal library and its 60,000 items. In fact, one of the first acts of Dom João V, and again, I'm not saying that correctly, I'm sure, I apologize, the Portuguese Prince Regent in Brazil was to establish the National Library, which went on to become the 8th biggest library in the world, with more than 15 million items. That is amazing. I'm, I would love, you guys, I'll keep you updated, but that's definitely something I would love to go see. Number 8. People from Rio are among the quickest getting on and off buses. Buses are the most affordable way to get around Rio, and they will take visitors almost anywhere in the city. Riding a bus in Rio isn't, however, as straightforward an experience as one might hope for. Bus drivers aren't exactly cautious, trustworthy drivers, and they will often leave passengers behind if they are not quick enough to get on. With years of experience as a savvy passenger, a researcher called Ronaldo Balasiano got curious and decided to look into the social phenomenon. What he found was that the fear to be left behind made cariocas, which remember from earlier means locals, be quicker in the process of getting on and off buses. When compared to busy commuting Londoners, cariocas take 1.85 seconds to get on a bus, while Londoners take 2.4 seconds. You've been warned. That makes me nervous. I don't think we're taking any buses, but I for sure will be left behind every single time. And I guarantee you the harder I try, the worse it's going to be. Oh, man. Again, I'll keep you guys updated on what happens with that, but... Cannot be good. This does not look good for me. (laughs) Number nine. Rio is home to the biggest urban forest in the world. Rio is a big city with more than 6 million inhabitants, but it can feel like a small town, especially when you find yourself in the middle of a forest under the hard-hitting cascade of a waterfall. The reason for that is Rio is home to the largest urban forest in the world, Floresta da Tijuca. This 33 square kilometer conservation area is the result of reforestation done in the end of the 19th century on the order of Brazil's emperor, Dom Pedro II. The idea was to restore the area that had been destroyed by, did I say that right? Let me re-say that. Let me go over this sentence again instead of, because I'm so used to seeing the word destroyed instead of restroyed, I'm afraid I got it mixed up. The idea was to restore the area that had been destroyed by coffee plantations in order to avoid the erosion of the hills that surround the city. Quite a few of Rio's most touristy spots are partly in the Tijuca Forest. The Botanical Gardens, Park Lodge, and the Corcovoda Mountain are a few of them. I love that, that they're restoring it. That's so amazing. I'm, I'm learning right along with you guys, and I'm loving what I've learned so far. Number 10. Carioca really means white man's house. Carioca is what Rio's locals are called. The word has its origins in the Tupicarani language, used by the indigenous peoples who inhabited this blessed sliver of land long before any European knew it existed. Carioca, or Carioca, is what the Indians called the city the Portuguese colonizers were building in their land. The word means white man's house. Number 11. Rio de Janeiro was almost not the 2016 Summer Olympics host. When Rio de Janeiro was chosen as the host city of the 2016 Summer Olympic Games in 2009, the news was met with a party that attracted thousands to the iconic Copacabana Beach. It was the third time the city was trying, and everyone felt like this was Rio's turn, but it almost wasn't. Rio nearly didn't make the four-city shortlist the International Olympics Committee selected before the final decision. It had a lower grade than Doha, which ended up discarded because of a technicality, Due to the high temperatures in the city during the European summer, Doha had suggested to hold the Olympics in October, but that didn't stick. Clenching to the uncomfortable 6.4 grade given to the city by the IOC, Rio held strong in the competition and ended up winning against all odds. And I'm so glad that it did. I think it was good for them. It was just, it was really good that that happened. And it was honestly meant to be. And I'm so I am so obsessed with this city. I'm obsessed with Brazil, but I am so obsessed with this city, and I cannot wait to dive in and get to know it. This is so exciting. Number 12. Rio was once the only European capital outside Europe. Desperate times require desperate measures. At least that's what it was like for Dom Hiao V. It was 1807, and Napoleon's troops were getting closer and closer to invading Portugal in order to ensure the small coastal country would bow to France's rule. Dom the Hiao. <laughs> don't know where that came from. Dome J, we're gonna call him Dome J the fifth, wanted nothing of the sort, and instead packed his bags and moved the whole kingdom to Rio between 1808 and 1821, when it was safe for the royals to go back home. After getting a taste of being the headquarters of the empire, Rio didn't want to go back to the old ways. Brazil's independence was declared in 1822. Number thirteen, every carnival, the city is run by the mythical King Momo. They say Carioca's only reason of living lies in one moment, the summer Friday when the mayor of Rio gives the key of the city to King Momo, marking the beginning of Carnival, a maior festa do mundo, the biggest party in the world, as they call it here. King Momo is a mythical figure, a joker whose historical origins go back to ancient Greece. He symbolizes the rule of the party and freedom over reason, and is normally played by a chubby, happy fellow who is comfortable wearing a silly crown with a cape. The official tradition in Rio has been going on since 1933, and everyone takes it fairly seriously, with hundreds of reporters covering the symbolic moment every year. The key remains in King Momo's possession, until Ash Wednesday, when mundane living forces its way back into Rio's life. Number 14. The world's biggest football match was held here. Brazilians don't remember it fondly, but July 16, 1950 was a historical day. Brazil was playing Uruguay in the final match of the 1950 World Cup. The stage was Maracanha, built especially for the occasion and, at the time, the biggest stadium in the world. A total of 173,850 paid spectators and an estimated 20,000 freeloaders were there to see what everyone thought was going to be Brazil's first time receiving the World Cup. But... Uruguay snatched Brazilian's victory away, and the silence of the dozens of thousands was so loud they gave it a name Maracanazo. That's so crazy. Oh man. And last but not least, number 15. It's where Oscar Niemeyer was born. Brasilia is certainly one of Oscar Niemeyer's most outstanding trophies, but the man behind the modern architecture was born and raised in Rio. Maybe that's where Niemeyer learned how to be so poetic, by drawing unlikely waves and concrete buildings. A good share of his work, including the famous spaceship-like museum, MAC, is located in Niteroi, the city that looks at Rio from the other side of Guanabara Bay. The museum is part of the Camino Niemeyer, or Niemeyer Pathway, that takes visitors through seven buildings designed by the architect. But Rio also has its Niemeyer gems the Gustavo Capanima Palace, and the Samadrome Marque de Supacay, to name a few. Did I butcher those names? One hundred. But, take it for what it's worth. um, I will post the link to this article and with the different fun facts for you to go through yourself, and you can just see, maybe you can say it better than me. Let me know if you can, and I might take you on as an assistant. So there you have it. You've heard facts and studies and miscellaneous info on Rio, but stay tuned for some authentic insights with the locals, cariocas, and for my take on the rare chance to experience and visit a flavela firsthand. I am so blessed and lucky to be going to Brazil and experiencing Brazil with a true native of Brazil, Rodrigo and his whole family who I've, I have gotten to know over the years. I'm so excited to see their world and, and see their life and their experience and get to know the city and get to know the ins and outs and have a truly authentic trip that, yeah, we're going to go and see the touristy things, obviously, but I'm mostly excited about the ability to travel with a native with a local, a karaoke, I need to learn how to say that correctly. I am so excited to get to the heart of the city and get to the true, the real Rio. And I I don't care if it's, it's going to be, I have a feeling equal parts beautiful and tragic and gorgeous and sad. Like every city has that, every city has that <sighs> dichotomy, that, that glaring, like... Opposing views, like the beauty and the tragedy. i mean, it's all the same. You can't have one without the other, and I am so, I'm so—I'm just really—I'm anticipate. I—I I haven't ah, the words. What word describes how I'm feeling? I'm very eager, and I'm anticipating just a gift, like um, of an experience, and I'm just so. I'm ready. I'm ready and I'm I have an idea, but I also know I'm gonna be blown the fuck away because I'm going to Brazil. I'm going to Real. I mean, this is insane. So I'm gonna go ahead and hop off for a minute so I can collect my thoughts before I like rub all my I'm like grabbing my hair and I don't wanna rip all my hair out today. So I'm gonna let this sink in a little bit. I keep having to do that a lot. The closer the trip comes, I'm like deep breaths deep breaths like just take a deep breath it's gonna be okay because I just there's just so much that I that pops into my head when I think about it and I need to just sometimes step away and just take a breath or 10 before I can continue on with my day and that's happening more and more the closer that that this trip comes so bear with me I'm getting through this the best I can and when I come back, I will have so much to tell you guys and that's another thing to look forward to. And of course, I've got some question therapy for y'all because I I think I might be addicted to be honest. It's so much fun. Sometimes I don't feel like doing it which is when I don't do it but lately I just love this love this game. Okay, so I've got all my questions in shook it up, found my question that popped up. So let's see, hold on. It always happens. I say that and then it like disappears and then I have to wait for it to come back. Okay, here we go, here we go, okay. What do you think is the secret to a good life? Okay, well, not even gonna let me warm up, I guess. I think there are a lot of secrets, but I would have to say one of the biggest ones, and in no particular order, are the fact that perspective is everything. There's always a silver lining. Um, the shitty times, of course, are shitty and they suck, but as cliche as it is, sounds, they do make you stronger. Without those shitty times, you it's like going to the gym. You don't just show up at the gym and lift all these weights and run all this these miles and do all this cardio without a problem. You have to work your way up to it. You can't just go in there and do all of that without serious issues if and you won't even be able to do it you know, physically. It's just like that with life, like things that come at you you're learning how about yourself you're learning how to deal with things you're learning how strong you are you're learning how to foresee things it's just it's like a training course and you have to have those hard times in order to be strong and know how to deal with things later so there is always the silver lining and that's one of them i guess you could say the other thing is there the other two things that pop up in my mind are um being anywhere but here, the present moment, Um, being so uncomfortable with being still and quiet and just being present and being unable to do that, just constantly thinking about the future or the past or worrying or what have you, that is detrimental. I think if you are able to live in the moment and truly experience the now as much as you can, which the more you do it, the more you... It's just natural, and then you'll notice right away when you're not doing it. It's actually kind of interesting and fun, so maybe try that as an experiment. But the other thing, the second thing that popped up just a minute ago for me was the the horrible, 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 but also superhuman natural, like we're just naturally as humans doing this constantly, but it's like the worst thing you can do, and that's to compare yourself to anyone the compare game. It is, it's just, oh, it's a life sucker. It'll suck the best life out of the best people. You got to not do that. Do not, do not look to the left or the right. Look straight, straight ahead. And that doesn't mean that you can't help your friends out with their small businesses or their companies or whatever they're doing. You can and you should, but do not that's all you do you don't compare yourself to them or you're your. you do not compare other people to each other either try that try not to do that try to stay focused and stay forward and just have some faith in yourself and trust yourself and focus on you and watch what happens question number two what is the closest thing to real magic that's a good one a lot of things um oh wait duh Okay, this is going to sound like super feminine. Okay, well, it is and it isn't. Being a woman, to be honest, that's, that is magic. Just think about it for three seconds and you and try to argue with that. With, within that is growing a baby. Making a baby, growing the baby, delivering the baby. Um, I mean, mic drop, that's all I can say about that. Okay. Question number three. Okay. Here it is. What's something you really resent paying for? I could be funny with that, but I'm actually going to be, I'm just going to be serious. Well, honest. Um, I was actually just thinking about this earlier today, so that's kind of crazy. So not, I don't think it was last year. It was the year before. I, Augie ended up with a stomach but some sort of stomach bug, and then I ended up with it, and then JC did. But before JC got it, I ended up with it and I couldn't take it anymore, so we went to the ER. Um, it was snowing, otherwise we would've gone to um, Silver Cross. So we ended up in Morris, which I'm not trying to get anything started here, but we would've gone to Silver Cross. Wasn't an option, because of the snow. So we ended up at Morris, um, and I resent paying for, I resent going because I was in so much freaking pain. It, it seriously wasn't even funny. And it's insane. I understand there's an opio- opioid opioid epidemic, whatever. I get that. But when you see someone in pain like that, you do not, you give them something. I am still upset about this because that is crazy. Like to know that I can go there needing something like that and it won't happen. Like that's actually a scary thought to me. I, it, I'm very uncomfortable with that. I don't like it. Um, but so that aside, as I'm being discharged and we're going to leave, they offered me a, a Tylenol, which I said, no. And JC said, just take it, bro. Just take it. I'm thinking we have Tylenol at home, which I'm not going to take because it's going to do jack shit for me. I didn't come here for Tylenol. I I'm not even saying I needed some nor- narcotic. I just needed something to like, I needed help with the pain. That's why I was there. Um, Tylenol is not going to do it ever. I'm sorry, it's just not. And he was so adamant about it. So I finally just took it. And I remember thinking this is stupid. Like this is so dumb. So then we get the bill and that Tylenol was $300. I resent to this day not saying just no. And and not giving in just because I was so tired and I didn't want to argue about it. So I just took it. I cannot Oh, that drives me nuts. $300 for that one pill that I didn't want to take because it did nothing. And it it didn't do anything. Even after taking it, you'd think that $300 pill would be some magical shit. Well, think again. It was not. Far from it. Question four. And while I'm waiting for this to pop up, I just want you guys to know I have like, f- I think 500 if not more questions installed in this thing. And so far, there have not been any repeats, but if there are, I either won't notice and will answer anyways, or I'll notice, but I'll answer whatever I feel at the moment, because it could be different. So, just an FYI, if I get a question, I don't skip it. I answer that shit. Okay, so this one, this next one is, what's the most ironic thing you've seen happen? Uh, okay, okay, so some this comes to mind. So I didn't necessarily necessarily see it well I guess I saw it happen it was happening to me kind of so let me back up um in high school there was I drank twice in high school both times were senior year um and both times were revolved around football game which is hilarious but anyways this was not one of those times okay I was in cheerleading which does not mean anything because cheerleaders and poms and everybody you know that doesn't mean that you didn't drink there were plenty of people who drank I didn't Um, but so there was this party at this kid's house and I obviously was not drinking and I had my cheerleading sweatshirt on and I'm pretty sure it was either after a game or like the day before a game or something but I want to say it was after a game and eventually it gets broken up by the cops or threatened by a cop or something like that I'm not sure And so we get everyone leaves and gets to their cars Um, and then I remember I got pulled over and the cop had me out like talking to me and clearly like for a long time like clearly I was not drunk clearly I did nothing wrong Um, the reason he was able to pull me over is because as I was pulling away I didn't turn on my blinker which is legit fair totally fair to this day. I do that because I have not forgotten that moment, like how unf- how like I felt so targeted. But it, I mean, not that they were trying to do this, but it was effective because I do that now to this day. So again, silver lining, people. But what did so he's? i have got my boyfriend in the car too, which he probably was drinking for all I know. Jeez, I don't I don't even know. But so we're standing there forever, and basically. I'm realizing as we're standing there and everything's been taken, like they've got my registration and license and all that. They've talked to me forever. It's fine. I'm clearly not drunk. And I'm not being rude, but I'm starting to get annoyed and frustrated. Like, can I go now, please? Turns out, and I don't have actual evidence of this, but I'm watching all of these cars leaving as soon as I get pulled over. All the people I was at the party with most of them drinking um and basically I realized holy shit they're waiting for these kids to leave and basically they can do that because they're stuck quote-unquote dealing with me so it's not like they're allowing all these drunk kids to drive away but they're basically like here I'm giving you guys an out I've got her pulled over she's obviously not drunk so everyone wins except for not everyone wins because i was stuck there forever talking to them while it was we were waiting for all these cars to go finally the last car goes and then they let they're like okay well have a good night i'm like fucking you've got to be kidding me that's crazy what if i had been drinking what i don't I mean i don't know maybe do they watch people walk into their cars and think that girl's not drunk she's walking very straight i mean i just or did it just work out that way i'll never know but i thought that was ironic I'm being pulled over and held for a long time, even after everything has happened, all of the things that happen when you get pulled over, while all these cars are going, and I'm realizing as it's happening, and I even mentioned it to him, and I don't remember what his comment was, but he did respond. I just don't remember what he said. Finally, the last car is gone, and then I'm let go. Super ironic to me. that you ask you do care you do want to know okay i'm glad this is popular because i think it's so much fun so what is trending on google today july 2nd 2019 all right in order woman wearing swimsuit upside down brave nike colin kaepernick betsy ross flag nasa orion launch abort system Reality, Steve, Hannah, Brown, Bachelorette. I don't watch The Bachelorette, so I probably said that so wrong. Rapper Lil Nas X Old Town Road. Braun, Strowman, WWE Raw. Scooter Braun, Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber. Apex Legends Season 2 release date. Total solar eclipses, which, side note, today is a solar eclipse day. Also, it's the new moon. Last but not least, Spider-Man Far From Home credits scenes. There you have it. That's what's trending in our world today. Super fun, right? Enjoy. Hey, and also search some of those. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I can think of like three that I'm gonna go check out right now. As a reminder, I will be off on the 9th and the 16th this month. I am going to do my very, very, very best to get out a mini-sode or even a full episode if I can make that happen. I just found out today that I won't have access to my phone unless there's a Wi-Fi connection. But I'm almost positive there are, I know of a few places that there will be Wi-Fi, but regardless, I will. I will do my best. Just know that. Otherwise, I will have a bunch of stuff that I can use once I get back, Make no mistake, I will make it up to you guys for being gone if that does happen and I'm not able to get any content out. And I will do my best to update you as I'm able, but it I just don't know how the Wi-Fi is gonna be or where it's gonna be for sure. So I'm just kind of rolling with the punches and doing my best. Otherwise, you'll hear from me the following Tuesday, which is the 23rd. Stay tuned for all of the bonus stuff that I don't even know it's gonna be yet. But I do know I'm going to do my best and it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. We're going to make it happen. I got you. Love you. Bye. If you're ready to tune out from your world for a little bit, tune into mine, where you can be sure to find yourself learning, laughing, and letting go of all the things that don't serve you. Earth to Brit can be found wherever you go to get your next podcast fix. My handle on Instagram and Facebook is Earth to Brit Podcast emails can be sent to earth at gmail.com. The podcast website is www.anchor.fm slash earth brit Remember, Brit is spelled with two T's. B-R-I-T-T. Voice messages are available for anyone, whether you have an Anchor account or not. Just click on the link in the bio and follow the direct remix. Follow the directions. Directions. Follow the directions. There we go. Nailed it. I'll try it again. Just a smooth sentence through. Follow the directions. And voila. Voice message sent. If you don't want me to use it in a future episode, just let me know and I will keep it private. One more thing. As always, if you haven't subscribed yet, please take a minute and do that right now. And while you're at it, leave a review on iTunes. As I've mentioned before, regardless of listener volume, without those reviews, my podcast is doomed to hide out in the shadows. And I will tell you right now, this is the most rewarding week so far in the podcast in this sense. And that is the fact that the listeners have always been steady, but they have been slowly climbing, which is great. This week, they shot through the roof. I couldn't get onto my Anchor account without the numbers just multiplying, multiplying, multiplying. I am so honored and excited and proud of myself and proud of you guys and and I'm grateful for you guys. So thank you so much for doing that. You keep doing that. If you have a minute to subscribe and leave a review, I would be so grateful. Down with you? Oh. Was that chocolate running down your face? No. Are you sure? Did daddy give you candy? No, he He what? No, I said it that was cake. that. Oh, that. with the peanut butter on it? That. Okay. Dad did that. Dad did that? Uh huh. That's cool. I'll, I'll us up I'll do that The letters I'll do that I did that. Put
1: out there.
0: I put them up there because when I put them over there they stay wet and then they I don't want them to grow mold. So now up there they stay dry and clean. Do you want me to put your letters in the tub? No. I didn't think so. yeah. yeah. That's the water slowly draining out. Kind of like mom's energy at the end of the day. No, it's not. Bubbles. I bubbles. I know you love bubbles, but yeah. Do you want foam? Uh, yeah? Foam. What color? Pink or purple? Foam. Foam, but what color? Pink or purple? Pink. Pink? Uh-huh. Okay.